your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. A deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Good evening. How are you doing? Riveting. I love it when he says that. Welcome to this brand new show. I'm excited about it because... You're going to hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. We call it What's on Tap. I am Sandy Max, and I'm excited to be back in the WTMJ studio. Uh, you can stream us online. We have a WTMJ YouTube channel. Go to WTMJ.com uh, so you don't miss out on any of the action tonight because we have some live guests uh, on the show tonight. Of all the holiday lights, displays, and attractions around Wisconsin, you're going to learn what makes West Bend's Enchantment in the Park so unique and special. Two of the volunteers, Beth and Gary Walks, are going to be in the studio with me, and I'm particularly excited to have you meet them and enjoy that chat because Beth and Gary traveled with me in October on my very first WTMJ fan trip, The Beatles and Beyond, an England adventure. And they are just lovely people, and they're going to give us some stories from behind the scenes of what it takes to set up a huge lights display like that. And like I said, what makes West Bend's Enchantment in the Park very special. And speaking of traveling... Tonight at 6.35 is the official big reveal. You're going to find out where my next destination is, and I would love for you to join me. Travel expert Steve Bertrand of Steve Bertrand Travel is going to join me for the official announcement. Uh, You might get some hints along the way and answer any questions you have about my next destination and giving the gift of travel to yourself or someone you love. And the song you need to hear tonight to wrap tonight's show is by a Milwaukee singer-songwriter. Her name is Sarah Fyrick, and it's called A Cathedral Square Christmas, local original holiday music. And we're going to start uh, What's on Tap, though, with a movie update. Think of your very favorite Christmas movies. Go ahead. Is Home Alone one of your must-see movies at this time of year? Some would call it a classic, and enough people have called it a classic now that it is officially now in the National Film Registry. They have uh, released the 25 titles that are officially inducted into the National Film Registry every year since 1989. These films have been chosen for their cultural, historic, and aesthetic importance to America's film heritage. All kinds of genres are nominated, and, and there's the total number of films now is 875, so... Christmas movies making the cut this year, Home Alone, and another Christmas film, I would say a bit debatably, but I think it's pretty solid, is A Nightmare Before Christmas. That is now part of the National Film Registry, the animated Tim Burton film. And, you know, you get two holidays in one with Nightmare Before Christmas, with Halloween and Christmas together. And for fun, I did check the National Film Registry as we're talking about Christmas films. In 2007... uh, Die Hard was added. I know there's always a controversy with that. Is Die Hard a Christmas film or not? There are a lot of people who statistically can tell you it's so. And if you remember, just a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a British man named Richard Marsh who brought his Yippie Kaye show to town, a one man parody of Die Hard. And he swears it is a Christmas film. One of my favorite quotes from the film that you can actually uh, play on the radio. But for fun, I checked out uh, the other non-holiday films that have been added this year. In case maybe you're looking for some streaming inspiration during your vacation time. Uh, What made the cut this year? Apollo 13. That's a classic. And 
any Tom Hanks movie, I think, except for maybe The Man with One Red Shoe would fit into the National Film Registry. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. So Arnold is now in the National Film Registry with another title. Disney's Lady and the Tramp, the musical fame, and for the Madonna fans, <laughs> Desperately Seeking Susan, which I watched that film maybe a couple of years ago because I'm a huge 80s fan. And I enjoyed it for the time capsule that it is. But I don't know that it's this amazing film. But, hey, cultural, historic, and aesthetic importance to America's film heritage is the criteria. And guess what? You can nominate your favorite film because all these movies that make it into the National Film Registry are nominated by filmmakers, academics, and actual film film fans like you and me. So uh, enjoy Home Alone now knowing that it has another accolade or Nightmare Before Christmas. They have both been added to the National Film Registry. And back in just moments with two of the people who helped create the holiday magic and memories at West Bend's Enchantment in the Park. Stay with me and meet Beth and Gary Walks next on News Radio 620 WTMJ. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be. Welcome back to What's on Tap. I am Sandy Max with Beth and Gary Walks of West Bend. Welcome, Beth and Gary. How are you both doing? I am excited to welcome you to the studio because I feel like you're old friends, and you are. But you're new friends, but you're old friends. Uh, We got to meet each other because you were adventurous spirits and joined me in October for The Beatles and Beyond, an England adventure to London and Liverpool and Stratford-upon-Avon, like all the good stuff. And we're still friends. Mm -hmm. We are. I didn't scare you away by hanging out with almost two weeks in England together. It was just such a... It felt like we were all friends by the end and everybody was kind of looking after each other and, Mm -hmm. and chatting and... It was very special to me. So it's it was very cool. We de- we traveled with a dancing granny, mm-hmm. Susie, and her husband Dennis. So that was fun. And then, as you and I were, have been in touch and talking, and Beth, when you're like, "Oh, you're hosting What's on Tap now, Culture and Creativity in Wisconsin." Hey, do you know about Enchantment in the Park in West Bend? I said, "Tell me more." And she said, "You should get in touch with the executive director, Lori. Just here's her here's her number." So I called Lori, and I'm like, "Okay, Beth, who I adore." good people know good people tell me more about what's going on and she was like oh well you know beth books the entertainment and her husband gary's a whiz we've got a whole (laughs) warehouse for him he you know he has a background in art and he designs a lot of the displays i'm like no i didn't know any of this i gotta have them in to tell us what's special about it but Lori was also very excited to tell me about why there's such pride in west bend's enchantment in the park and what is it that makes this holiday lights display so special? Well, I think um, we're both from West Bend, and we take pride in West Bend and how West Bend has grown. And And I think the fact that this is mostly run by volunteers, uh, for the most part, putting it up, Gary, you know, with the setup and everything, and I think that just makes it so perfect. And then, of course, giving back to all of the different organizations that get the money from the donations that come in, and the food pantry. The food pantry gets just thousands and thousands of pounds. And so. it's just a suggested ten dollars donation. Mm-hmm. And I, then food. there's some areas around here that are thirty five dollars a person, and most people can't afford that. Um, this is very affordable, and as you said, volunteer uh, groups that put this together and. By the way, if you want to help out next year, we're always looking for groups because you actually make money for your group. So let's say you're a dance team or something like that. 
you can come in, put up a decoration for us, and earn money that way. So, you know, it... It, it really is a community event. It really absolutely. Is. And it, and there's a lot of fun to be had. So you're talking about volunteering and putting in the hard work, but let's mm-hmm. let's tell everybody what is super fun about it. Enchantmentpark.org is the website to go to to get the schedule because, Beth, how involved are you in the entertainment portion of this? There are a lot of unique performances that are happening. There are, and they're all local. Um, I start sending out emails in spring saying, hey, you were there last year. Would you like to come back again this year? We're still looking for entertainment. And so we book groups. Um, it might be one person playing a guitar. The other night we had a wonderful young woman. Uh, her name is Amy, and she's a hospice um, volunteer, a hospice worker that just works with people um, at end of life. And she sings to them. Oh. So she came in. Tonight we have um, a church group that's coming in, the Stillwater uh, Community Youth Band um, from a church. Uh, we had Decorah singers we, from Decorah School. We had um, Green Tree singers. So we have kids from schools. We have people from churches. We have singles. So, yeah, we just... I uh, saw Holy Angels Chorus, school chorus is tomorrow night. And then I also saw on the schedule River City Brass Band. Yes. That I, sounds fun. I used to be a member of that. So. <laughs> really? I didn't know <laughs> That's you were a community musician. band that um, has been in existence since, oh, I don't know if I would be saying it right since the decades. 80s maybe would you say decades yeah since the 80s and, and that's what do, you, what do you play yeah i played french horn how lovely oh, yeah. i wish you brought it with yeah. you that's, no, that's okay christmas that's okay <laughs> next time next time you're coming back with the brass band so it's is it every single night through christmas eve every single night through christmas eve from five until nine you can drive uh, through you, you drive through it's best to drive through the park and then park your car and then come back through and walk uh there's entertainment the santa um, <gasps> Santa is there weekends, uh, horse and carriage rides. We love that Santa They're makes time to stop popular. by. Mm-hmm. We we are trying. We first started to to have people just drive through, and that was the emphasis. Mm-hmm. Now we're finding that more and more people are also are walking through, and they really should, because you can you get different views. Throughout. You just, Perfect photo opportunities, right. especially it while it's nice and mild yeah. weather, too. And you, can't, you can't walk through all of it, but you can walk through most of it. And then there is a heated pavilion, and Casa Guadalupe um, serves refreshments so that they're there um, doing that and volunteering their time. And How so, yeah. lovely. Gary, I have one question for you, and then I'm going to have some follow-up questions. Do you have an idea of how many thousands of lights are on it display in, well, first of all, in the park? We have... They say over a million. <gasps> I'm not sure about that, but I have figured out because I'm I'm responsible for. There are 22 arches in there. We drive underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're in groups of three or five, uh, and I'm responsible for the upkeep of those. And there are like 1,200 light sets on those, which comes comes out to be 82 to 84,000 single lights. Oh. So. This is where your math comes in. This is how you can teach your children math. I like this. This is an educational is. experience, too. <laughs> it's very educational when wow. you have to be on a lift uh, for days to try and repair them because it, they always go out there. They've been around for the 15 years. I don't know how the volunteers even put them together the first time. but um, So one burned out here, one's burned out there. and We average about 100 light sets a year that we have to replace. 
I, that doesn't sound that sounds small compared to a million lights. But uh, <laughs> I want more behind the scenes because I think there's a lot of curiosity about how do you set that up and how do you keep that maintained and well, how many Joel, people does that take? We have Joel Schneider and, and his, his group from Seek. He comes in and he's a he's a volunteer for that. Yeah, he owns, uh, he owns corners, the company. And uh, uh, without him, those wouldn't be up. So uh, kudos to Joel Schneider. It takes uh, a community. Like we say, it takes a village. Yes. It takes a community. We're going to yeah. have more behind-the-scenes stories from West Bend's Enchantment in the Park with Beth and Gary Walk. Stay with me here on WTMJ. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. Joined in the studio by two of the people who helped create the holiday magic and memories at West Bend's Enchantment in the Park, Beth and Gary Walks. And Gary... I was fascinated to learn just how involved you are in the actual over a million lights that are on display at Regner Park on Main Street in West Bend. How did you get drawn into this event? My wife kept me kicked me out of the house. Oh no, Beth! <laughs> she said, "Go do something because you're retired now." And I, I, I was an art teacher for about five years, and then that ended. That was decades ago. And yeah. Uh, then eventually I ended up in a factory for 30 years. I, I ended up running the shifts. And uh, so th- the reason I'm in this is because it gives me three things. One is I'm kind of a maker. Uh, I like to make things. Two is um, I've got that artistic bent. Yeah. And three, I'd like to fix things to, to make sure things work. And that covers everything that I do at, at, at there. It checks all the boxes. Yes, yes. So... Uh, you asked earlier about some funny things. The one thing I have, uh, I can't get rid of, and that's squirrels. <gasps> squirrels, what? for some reason, like to eat our lights. Oh, no! So we have, <laughs> have you tried putting, like, cayenne pepper on them? Have you tried all these little home <laughs> well, remedies? There's a lot, there's a lot of corn. <laughs> a lights. A lot of lights. <laughs> yeah, but we, luckily they don't, they don't go after the tr- community tree. We have a community tree. That's uh, the largest RGB tree in the state. It's 65 feet tall. Wow. And we just put a star on it, so it's probably higher Even than taller, that. yeah. <laughs> oh, yet another reason to go to West Bend's Enchantment yes. in the Park. And, Beth, I love there are so many things you can do. There's fire pits and marshmallows. Santa's there most of the nights. Horse and carriage graduates are lovely. So much music to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I also <laughs> love that tis the season. Toys are very popular there's a very yeah. special night coming up exactly a week from tonight. Right. Uh, Thursday night, the 21st, we're going to have Barbie night <laughs> from 5 until 9. And we're going to have um, uh, young people from the West Bend Children's Theater dressed up as all kinds of Barbies. So anybody can come in, have their pictures taken. It's going to be, everything's going to be in pink that night. I was so going to say, uh, Gary, everything ha- pink. have you made sure there are pink right. lights for this, Gary? Well, uh, we he has some not, people. but somebody else has, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's it's it'll just be a fun night. Again, it's all about the community. Um, Regner Park is a beautiful place to come, and you know it's just yeah, it's beautiful. And the how lights many years really have are both beautiful. Of you volunteered. You said you both grew up in West Bend. Yeah, um, my grandpa actually was the chief of police years back, and uh, so it's been Gary and I, our son Adam, and his son Christian have done a little bit. So Gary yeah. started in two thousand thirteen, fourteen years. Uh, yeah. Uh, my grandfather actually has a had a bar right next to Regner. Right, yeah, <laughs> and it's still there. What's it called? Um, well, right. I now. don't know what it's called now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never go down there. Yeah. But. but I love that that is what 
this is all about. It's community. all about family and community down yeah. there, right? And it's like you said earlier, a ten dollars suggested donation. Mm-hmm. And where does that money go to support? What are some of the organizations? and the money goes to all different organizations, whether it's Friends of the Park. Um, there's uh, Casa Guadalupe is one of them. It might be the West Bend dance team. It might be um, Habitat, for, uh, Habitat for Humanity. Aww. And you're also collecting yeah. food. Food so. for the food pantry. And right. we also have some very generous, generous uh, supporters of supporters this. Supporters that donate that a lot of money. They to donate a tremendous amount of money. We make a lot of money on, on the people coming through, but there's also that background that is to our keep base. It going. And right. they, they just... And it's all going back into the community. Winter Wonderland, West Bend this time of year. Enchantment in the park nightly through Christmas Eve, 5 till 9. You can see the schedule of music and when Santa's going to be there and make your plans to go through at the website enchantmentpark.org. And also on Facebook. Ah, perfect. Mm -hmm. Beth Walks, Gary Walks, thank you so much for making time to join me in the studio. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas to you. That's... Is a wonderful sound, doesn't it? Just kind of paint a picture in your head of the beautiful Irish landscape, green rolling hills and the like. Well, if that sounds like a place you'd like to be, you can make it happen. I am excited to announce officially, you might have seen some peaks on this on the website or heard me just mention it, but officially uh, I get to go on my second WTMJ trip, taking some fun fans, maybe you, on an Ireland adventure, and I'm very excited because I, after spending two weeks in England in October with a great group of WTMJ fans, and we focused on Beatles landmarks in London and Liverpool, to put together a trip to Ireland, I'm very excited about and excited to meet new listeners. But that trip to England was a great experience with Steve Bertrand Travel, which is part of the reason I wanted to Uh, Go ahead and go on another trip because I was so convinced of how easy he made it. And I want to welcome to What's on Tap, Steve Bertrand, to tell us more about this Ireland trip that you've put together. Hi, Steve. Sandy, how are you? I am great. How are you? Good. You sounded like you were breaking into a little bit of a brogues there. Are you working (laughs) on your accent? No, I'm not going to do that. I I won't try that. But I will tell you, I was excited. Did you see the amazing race went to Dublin last week? Oh, no. And I, I didn't see that. Yeah, I caught up on that episode, and uh, they sure, they went to Riverdance, uh, but they only showed a fraction of the city, like a real small fraction. They went to a pub, I think called the Toner Pub, and memorized James Joyce lines as one of their challenges. But there's so much more to see in Dublin and the rest of Ireland. And the other great thing about not being part of the amazing race is you can take your time and relax. You don't have to rush yeah. through the whole country. But why do you think Ireland is a good place to go in spring? Well, I love Ireland because it's so inviting. It's uh, In the spring, it's going to be greener than any other time of the year. Uh, you know, I know I was listening earlier. You mentioned the people and the, just the hospitality uh, is wonderful. I was, I was talking to a, emailing with a friend of mine, Donnie. Donnie Carroll is uh, I've been to, I've led uh, maybe seven or nine trips to Ireland, and I always work with Donnie whenever I can, and you'll love him. Um, he, he's a, a hand-selected tour guy. guide. Oh, yeah, Donnie Carroll. And honestly, Sandy, when people come back, they talk about Ireland a little bit, but they talk about Donnie more. I mean, it's just the, the relationships you make with people, and it's just a, it's a fantastic place. It's really like two countries. I mean, you mentioned Dublin, but uh, anyone who goes to Ireland has got to get outside, too, because the countryside is so much different than the than the city of Dublin proper. 
I was able to go to Ireland in 2018 and took one of those, you know how we always hold up our hand to show them <laughs> the state of Michigan. I kind of hold up my hand to right. show the country of Ireland. And I started that trip in Dublin and then kind of drove around kind of the coastal areas. And it was fascinating to see the different terrain in the different parts of Ireland and really see what the picturesque, what you imagine, sheep in the countryside, you know, those sorts right. of things. But it's brought to life and the cottages and so much of that lore that actually really comes to life by taking a coach bus and being able to really relax and enjoy the countryside and the view and then also exploring the cities. Because the trip you've put together, like you said, not just Dublin, but we get to stroll in Galway and also go to the Cliffs of Moher. Cross the River Shannon by ferry and enjoy Killarney, right. the Dingle Peninsula. And for anybody who really has family or roots in Ireland, anytime you mention, is it, am I saying that correctly, the Cobb Heritage Center? It's actually Cove. Cove. Like a Lake Cove, yeah. Like Siobhan, okay. <laughs> yeah, like Siobhan, exactly. I mean, at Cove, there were, you know, with the immigration of the Irish in the 1800s, the 1850s, I think there's like two and a half million of them left through Cove, through the port city of Cove. It's one of those perfect ports. And they've just got a great exhibit there, a museum that you walk through, very relaxed, but just shows what it was like, what led to it, and um, the sorts of people, and you meet individual stories. You know, and here's the thing. So, you know, when you go on one of these, when you take a guided tour, you know, it's great to go on your own, and there's an adventure. You experience a country in a very different way. When you go on a guided tour, you learn more. I think, about the history and the culture. And, you know, you could ask Tony or maybe it's, it'll be Tony, your guide, uh, about the schools and how they work, about the farms and how they're set up. But Tony said something to me years ago that, <laughs> you know, he's Irish, so I don't believe everything he tells me. <laughs> he's um, got the real brogue. <laughs> he, he does. He's from Killarney. But he said that they that the Irish who starved during the famines and, you know, you'll learn a lot about the potato famines and about the troubles. And and, um, you know, we have sort of um, not very deep stories here or deep understandings. You'll learn a lot more when you're there. But Donnie said that had the people knew, known what they could have eaten just out of the hedgerows in Ireland, they would have survived the famine. Uh, but they just didn't know, you know, so they relied on potatoes. And when the potato crop failed, they they didn't know what else to eat. But that's fascinating to me. You'll see these hedgerows. I know you've seen the romantic pictures of them. But all of the different plants and vegetation that grows in them, they they could have averted the famine had they only had the knowledge to eat some of the stuff that was in there. That's, that's fascinating to me. And also just how much the the Irish are known and rightfully so as such a friendly people when you visit and you you know we talk about midwestern nice and there's a certain irish welcome that you feel not just in dublin but all around the country at least that was my experience last time and when you realize all of these challenges and hardships but also the family ties and the community like what really shapes the history and the culture and that fortitude of the Irish people and learning all of that right there in what some would call the homeland or the motherland. And I yeah. love that you put this trip together so quickly and as something to look forward to in springtime, because, you know, I, I just had Beth and Gary Wax in here from West Bend and they went on the England trip with me and they were talking about family travels and they're hoping to join me on this trip as well. But when you give the gift of travel, it's you're giving an experience to last 
a lifetime of memories and bond if for if you've been trying to get away with a with a gal pal or if you've been uh on the amazing race it was like daughters and dad and son and right. dad it's like boy if you've wanted to go on a family trip and especially if you happen to have irish heritage boy this would just be a wonderful thing to look forward to and a real meaningful gift an investment in your own family an investment in enriching your own life to go on an ireland adventure like this you know, I'm so glad you brought up Beth and Gary because I told you something when you started with the Beatles trip. And I'm a little bit Irish, too, so I don't know. You don't have to believe everything I say. So I don't know if you believe me. But the thing about these trips is you'll come home with pictures and you'll come home with, you know, souvenirs and you'll come home with great memories of Ireland. But you'll come home with friends that you didn't have when you left. And that has been my experience with I've led almost 25, 30 trips now to Europe. And that's just what happens. The people you spend the week with, they become your friends. They, we've, I've got friends now. I'm calling you from uh, a little north of Chicago, but I've got friends all over the area here that we see regularly now socially. They are our friends, and it's just after spending some time with them in a foreign country. And making those experiences, having those real experiences. I hate to use that word over and over, but, but you're really truly doing something different in a different space with different right. people. And, and it's a sh- and it's a shared experience with the people you're touring with. Um, I got to tell you something I'm really excited about that you're staying. When you go to Cove, you're mm-hmm. gonna spend the night in. Okay, I'm going to work on one word with you. You're going to spend the night in the city of Cork, right? Yes. Okay, it's Cork. Can you say that? Cork. 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 That's pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> so, in the city of Cork, up with the, your hotel is the Hayfield Manor, and it's up this hill. It's it's just above Cork University. And it is like it an old world hotel. It's you won't want to leave it. It's like a lodge. Uh, it truly is a manor house. And the first time we stayed there, when we left, the staff came out. It was like Downton Abbey. The staff came out and lined the driveway and applauded us as we pulled away. That's um, a magical moment right there. It is. It is. You know, and I'm kind of grizzled now. I've done this quite a bit, but I still I love that moment. And you know, we're really proud of the hotels we choose. Um, they're very nice. I'm sure you can speak to that in the, the British trip, trip that you took, but Mayfield yes. Manor is a great one. The Park Inn in Galway is right off Galway Square, and, Ga- and there's a little statue there. It's where John F. Kennedy spoke when he went to Galway. Um, and so you're, you're right in the center of things, and right out the door, across the street from the Park Hotel, and then, or if you go just to the left, 100 yards, there are two great pubs where you're going to hear authentic great Irish music. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that you go for. And that's the the discovery that you'll make on your own that you'll never forget. And that is those, again, those communal moments, because uh, we were playing that traditional Irish music before. And there's, we have County Clare here in Milwaukee, which is wonderful uh, Irish uh, bar and I bed and breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I live there. Oh, my gosh. Did you? I love that place. Yeah. Well, then see, you, you're full of the Irish spirit. So, uh, but, but, so experiencing it here in Milwaukee, the Irish culture is wonderful. So now to actually go and truly experience it in Ireland, I'm really looking forward to it. And I uh, would love to come back with you in just a couple minutes. And I'd love to know maybe your top three things to do in Ireland or top three sure. tips. And, uh, and then I'll let you go enjoy your, your holiday evening. But back with more and an Ireland, uh, Ireland, listen to me, an Ireland adventure. I was doing it very, I know, Kark. 
How's that? Did I make up for yeah, it? Yeah, very good. Slancha, nice. I know how to say that. But uh, come have a great time, uh, a cracking time in Ireland with me, May 4th through the 12th. Uh, Steve Bertrand answers more of your travel questions about Ireland and more details about the trip next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. What's on Tap with Sandy Max is back on WTMJ. We're going to get our jig on in May. Come join me May 4th through the 12th. For our next WTMJ group trip, an Ireland adventure, there is room for you, whether it's a family member or your significant other, give the gift of travel this holiday season. You will make memories of a lifetime. Maybe it's somebody you've been meaning to travel with and just the past few years you haven't done any grand travel. This is one of those bucket list type trips. Steve Bertrand of Steve Bertrand Travel, who I've traveled with to England a couple months ago. Be traveling with him again in May. And Steve, what are three big tips, three ways to make the most of a trip to Ireland? I'm so glad you asked this, Sandy. Okay, number one, you're going to tour the Dingle Peninsula and spend time in Dingletown. And that is a nice drive along the rocky shores of the Atlantic. You'll see the Blasket Islands. You'll see beehive huts where the monks lived hundreds and thousands of years ago. And you might look at the itinerary and say, oh, the Ring of Kerry's not on it. I want to do the Ring of Kerry. That's on me because I've been there many times, and I'm telling you, the Dingle Drive is spectacular, and it's better than the Ring of Kerry. So I, I want you to do that. You'll have a boat ride in the, the Killarney Lakes within the Ring of Kerry, so you'll have that experience. But Dingle's number one. It's fun to number say two, Dingle Drive. Number two. <laughs> Dingle, number two is the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin. It's a really cool spot. It, it's a great museum about the history of Guinness and how important it's been to the Irish culture. But they've got the gravity bar at the top, and that's the highest point in Dublin. And it's just a great place to take in the city and to see all the sites. You'll see St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is, by the way, a Protestant, not a Catholic church. Um, and then number three is you've got a whole day free in Dublin. So you'll have this time together. You'll learn what you want to see. And then you can just wander, wander the streets and take it in on your own. You know, we try to pride ourselves in seeing a lot but not overcrowding these trips. So you've got some time to decompress and, you know, explore on your own. Uh, yeah, personalize it for yourself. That's how it worked in, in England. Well, Steve Bertrand of Steve Bertrand Travel, thank you so much for putting together this Ireland itinerary for an Irish spring, May 4th through the 12th. I'm very excited. Uh, you can email me, sandy at wtmj.com. I can send you the itinerary. It's also posted on our website. Or you can call Steve directly, 847-606-6065. Thank you so much, yeah. Steve. Sandy, any questions, please just give me a call. I'll be watching the Marquette game waiting for your calls tonight. <laughs> you got it. Go Marquette. And uh, next, a local, a local lady in a Christmas song. She wrote about one of our sparkling parks next on WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blogs are going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. She's a local lady who likes to write creative, original Christmas tunes. She has four holiday songs so far, and this one is from last year. It's about a city park that is decorated with dozens of trees right now. This is Cathedral Square Christmas by Sarah Fyrick on WTMJ. Oh, 
Christmas draws near, we'll be singing this song. Meet me downtown at Cathedral Square, Rococo with the closet carols in the air. Be sure to bring your letters for the North Pole. Keep the Christmas spirit lit up all night long. Trees are decorated with the stars. Singer and songwriter Sarah Fyrick painting a picture of Milwaukee at Christmas time with her special song, Cathedral Square Christmas. And Sarah is going to be in the studio with me tomorrow telling you about her very special song that she wrote for Christmas this year that helps out veterans organizations. So please join me again tomorrow night for What's on Tap starting at 6 o'clock. Have a great night. WTMJ Nights with Brian Noonan is next.